directly to the teacher. It's that easy. You'll receive thank you letters and photos from students and teachers and a report of how every dollar was spent. Teachers' needs have never been greater. Learn more at DonorsChoose.org. Donors Choose. Support a classroom. Build a teacher. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Today, young adults face big questions about their future. How will you make your mark? Do you want to be part of something bigger than yourself? Are you ready to learn new skills and make new friendships? Perhaps you have a dream that you're ready to make real. So, how will you make a mark with your future? As you embark on a journey toward finding these answers, the military can serve as a resource for providing help, information, and opportunities. A public service message from the Department of Defense. To learn more, visit todaysmilitary.com. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Live from the Hoopy Insurance Services Studios, this is WKJG 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is a presentation of high school sports on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. The Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show. Learn more about the Hoopy Fieldhouse. Now available to schedule practice times for your league or team at hoopyfieldhouse.com. Now here's your host, Justin Kenny. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Our first show of 2024. Hope you and yours had a great holiday season. And plenty of basketball action over the holidays, particularly over the past week or so. And we're going to talk all about it here between now and 7 o'clock. We'll talk to Coach Eric Thornton of the Norwell Knights as his girls team has had a fruitful start to the Northeast 8, undefeated, sitting atop the NE8 along with Belmont. They've had back-to-back wins, also played in some uh, played some tough competition over the holidays. We'll talk to Coach Thornton about that. Also, Efforting coach Anthony Brewer, the Wayne Generals, his team with a big one coming up tomorrow night in a big one to decide the SAC as the Wayne Generals will take on 
the Northside Legends, two of the three teams that are undefeated in the SAC through just two weeks of SAC play. So hopefully we'll get to talk to Coach Brewer. Well, let's kick it off with uh, not day in Vance tonight. He's busy this evening, but a, a capable stand-in for Mr. Vance. It's Sam Frick, Super Sam, from OutsideTheHuddle.net and Summit City Sports and a plethora of other things. Evening, Sam. Hey, Justin. I guess I'm doing something right. Come back here. Yeah, man. You're Well, we need somebody with uh, some intelligence on this program to kind of lead it in the right direction. But uh, uh, do you have a good holiday? Yeah, I'm stressful one. I'm very grateful to be, be moving forward to 2024. Yeah, aren't we all at this point? And plenty of teams looking to turn the page, but also plenty of teams excited about uh, the prospects of 2024. When we look back at maybe the standout things that you saw over the final couple weeks of 2023 in the area basketball scene, what stood out to you? Well, I think right away, Justin, Columbia City going to Newcastle and being two highly ranked teams down there in a in a, in a big spotlight down there in the Newcastle Fieldhouse is obviously the most impressive accomplishment coming out of the, of the holidays. Addison Baxter getting the 1,000-point mark and then being Indian and Creek and Jennings County two very capable teams that can make a run the state tournament. And, you know, just coming out of, you know, that loss to Bishop Lures earlier in that month and then losing to Norwell, I think that 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 day and winning those two games was just such a, a confidence booster for these ladies going into the final month of the regular season where they're going to be playing Belmont coming up tomorrow night and hoping for someone to help out uh, Columbia City's chances of maybe trying to share the NEA. And that's a big one coming up tomorrow night, Sam, as you mentioned with Belmont undefeated in the Northeast 8, the only other team outside of Norwell with an unblemished record in in the NE8. What kind of challenges does Belmont present for Columbia City tomorrow night? I think when you look at Columbia City top to bottom, I think the challenge is going to be trying to contain all their shooters. Columbia City shoots well over 40% from the floor and 45% from three. This is a team that's very disciplined shooting the basketball. You go from... Addie Baxter and Kendra Sheets. Sheets also, by the way, could get 1,000 points sometime this season. You've got Tessa Tonko and Anissa Tonko. You know, as I called Tessa Tonko, double T. She can make some shots from, from, from range against any type of comp competition. And Molly Baker down the post, one of the hardest-working players in the NEA and just a solid player in her own right. Faith Fry can also hit some threes as well. But I think when you look at Columbia City, they, they also are going to have challenges in their own end because of what Belmont can do with their offense and and the play of Haley Cole, who's coming off a 32-point performance against South Ends. So I think both teams have challenges, but also strengths that they can present at the TP indicator. Both of those teams, interesting, lost to Bishop Lures as Bishop Lures beat Belmont early on in the season. And, of course, we remember that game with Columbia City in overtime falling to the Knights. When we look at uh, elsewhere on the girls' side of things, Sam, and anything that, that, that popped out at you, I know we still look at the SAC as, as Snyder and Northrop and Homestead, and they'll start playing each other now here after we get, uh, get away with from Christmas, and it'll start with Northrop and Snyder tomorrow night. Yeah, I think he was just looking at what, and kind of going just outside of Fort Wayne with the ACAC. County went well out of the Fort Wayne area playing teams like Yorktown and Pendleton Heights. And Jay County, I believe, has won 13 in a row. I yeah. think going into tomorrow night's game against Bluffton. And, and on paper, those are the two top teams in the ACAC with a week with less week to go before the ACAC tournament. And so the interesting thing's going to be with Jay County is a team that's a little bit grittier this year and having to be more of a defense first team. Playing it's a Bluffton team that likes to pound the glass, and I think the battle of the board is going to be such an important matchup 
with the way Bluffton likes to run their offense under Doug Curtis. And, you know, it's, it's, two very, it's two veteran coaches and two highly successful programs that could meet in the ACAC championship a week from, from Saturday. Well, it's a great point because tomorrow night we talked about the NEA showdown that's coming up with Belmont and Columbia City. We have uh, Bluffton and Jay County uh, coming up tomorrow night. We have Northrop and and Snyder coming up tomorrow night in the SAC. And and so there's some big games on the girls' side that are really going to start 2024 off with a bang in terms of figuring out who's going to win these leagues. Uh, NECC, what stands out to you? Um, NECC with the girls, I think it has to be the Fairfield East Side game. Fairfield defending conference champions, defending state champions, despite graduation and a new coach, still looking very much like the Fairfield Falcons and the Eastside 14, sorry, 13 2 in the season. And both undefeated NECC play. I would say the winner of that game tomorrow night at Fairfield very much wins the NECC. And these two teams could meet again next week because that is also the start of the NECC tournament. And so I think on paper, we all knew this was going to this was going to be the matchup of the year in the NECC, but I think now it's really starting to round and form and we're i think there's gonna be there's a lot of hype going into this game for sure in the necc community yeah just like the other three leagues a battle of undefeateds coming up tomorrow at fairfield with Eastside and fairfield the only two undefeated teams left in the necc on the girls side sam anything else that kind of stood out to you over the holidays on the girls side of things um not necessarily other than i think norwell going down to noblesville and i think playing snyder i think that was a good test for them and keeping Norwell is kind of focused and checked going into the last half of the season and coming away with an impressive win over Valpo where Kenny Filling had 32 points and she's sitting about six points away from um, moving past uh, Mackenzie uh, Warwick on the, on the program scoring list, I think is something to keep note for Norwell. But I think this Norwell team, you know, they play the toughest schedule they've ever had in program history. And, you know, with her and Feast and, and Ross, Ross Worm, this is a team with a lot of weapons. And just think, Justin, you know, Norwell is a team that could very well – Get to Gamebridge Fieldhouse in 3-8 if, if the cards go in their favor. Yeah, plenty of uh, of capable uh, athletes on that squad for sure. Sam, let's look over onto the boys' side of things. There was a lot of uh, showcases and shootouts and tournaments going on over the, 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 over the uh, Christmas holiday. Anything in particular that kind of stood out to you over the last couple weeks on the boys' side? Um, there's a couple that stood out. Number one, I think you go back to the trying shootouts. And Northside came in as kind of the big um, participant in that shootout. And then Fairfield goes goes two and zero in that tournament, beating Northside. Uh, I believe it was fifty four forty three, and that was the one that surprised everybody. You know, you look at Fairfield; they, they their offense is obviously a different style to what we see with the SEC. But this Falcons team's got athletes of their own with Tyson Fry and Carson Smith, and you know, it's a, and Nolan Mass. It's a very deep. It's a deep Fairfield team, and you know, just like the girls, the boys are also sitting undefeated in the NECC and. You know, I think when, you, when we go into the season with the NECC, I don't think a lot of people expected Fairfield to be the top team in the conference coming into January. But the NECC, more like just like the NEA, very balanced, two very balanced conferences as a whole. There's, we don't know exactly what's going to happen in the next four weeks where every team just feels like they have a chance to do something in that conference. Yeah, and of course the conference tournament coming up as well. When you look at maybe the breakdown of the NECC, and it's Fairfield atop right now, as you mentioned, those two big wins up at Trine, especially over Northside, and uh, and and they were able to beat Northrop as well. You know, their their losses, they lost to Wawasee, Goshen, and Lakeland, but uh, they've rebounded well since then, and then they get Eastside coming up tomorrow. Elsewhere in the NECC, you have Westview, you have Lakeland, uh, the, the Nobles, West Noble, Central Noble. Is there a primary team that can challenge 
Fairfield the most in that league? I'm, yeah, I would probably – I think that's a fair assessment for sure. Um, they also have to play Angola, and Angola's record is very deceiving. They, they're they a young team, but they're, they got a lot of talent. They could potentially give Fairfield some trouble. But I would say the biggest challenger right now has to be Westview. And I think, for, and I think especially with the fact that Fairfield's already beaten Lakeland this season, I think Westview, and with that rivalry up there, the biggest rivalry in NECC history, I think the Westview Warriors easily both easily propelled the biggest challenge to the Fairfield Falcons, especially with the conference tournament next week and then these two meet a week after that. So we, it'll be interesting to see how these two match up. Sam Frick, Super Sam, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show, presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. And we've only played one league game, Sam, in the Northeast State. So things will get pretty heavy starting on Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday, as it will be an any eight night through the area. I mean, you look, it's, it's kind of tough right now. Do you look at Belmont as that top team? Or, you know, you got Neil Norwell, you got Leo, you got Columbia City. I think there's just a, a lot to figure out in that league right now. Would you agree? I, I stated this when I did my little um, audio uh, video talking about the NEA. There's just everybody in the NEA is just good right now. But I still think Leo has the edge in the Northeast State. When you look at it from a talent standpoint, with with the high shoe kids and then the, um, Jackson McGee averaging 21 points per game, I still like Leo as well. I know they lost to Canterbury last um, on Tuesday night, excuse me. But that was a game where Leo played probably their best basketball game of the entire season. And really, it was just Canterbury just going guns blazing and Tucker Day just having a day to the Cavaliers. But Belmont, a team that plays really hard defensively, very selfless team, you know, with Shyman and Filling and Velez and James and Davin Kroll. This is a team that can beat you in a variety of different ways. But a big matchup at Columbia City, a 7-6 Columbia City team that's battle-tested. They've beaten teams like Carroll, right, and nearly beating Warsaw. And they, but they've also – and also being Blackwell Christian, too. So – there's a lot we don't know about the NBA, even going as far down as Huntington North, who went 0-7, have won two of the last three, and beating um, the Snyder Panthers in that yeah. North tournament. So, And the Vikings, you know, they're young, but they're scrappy, they're tough, and they got some talent on the Huntington North team. So top to bottom, there's no, there's no days off in the NBA. No, I agree, because you look at New Haven kind of at the bottom. They also beat Snyder earlier this week on the road. So... I think it's it's very much a uh, a league that maybe you can narrow it down to a couple teams that are going to compete for the conference championship, but anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Uh, looking at the ACAC, also just one or two games played in the league. Who does it go through to win the ACAC? Is it Monroe uh, going down to Monroe? Is it Adam Central? I think it's safely Adam Central. It's probably the, the one that everyone has to go through to win the ACAC. I don't think we should completely rule out Jay County. Jay County's two and six, but Jay County plays a very brutal schedule. I don't know if you've seen Jay County's schedule, but they played uh, they played Richmond, they played a tough Fort Recovery team, they played Newcastle, Delta's very good, Wapahani is undefeated in two A, Muncie Central's a solid team down there. Jay County plays a very tough schedule, and in the games they've won, they were against teams either at their competition or below that. So, and they also beat Woodland too. So. Adam Central should not overlook that Jay County team, but I think the challenge with Jay County is they're going to have to limit Isaac Schultz touches, who's averaging around 25 points per game. And this is a Jets team that when they get hot, they can score in a hurry. We saw that against Belmont where they got to a 33-19 lead and showcasing their ability to attack the basket and also knock down shots. This Jets team is very good. Remember, this is a team that won 20 games last year and came very close to being the state champion Blackhawk Christian Braves. 
Sam, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you this kind of general question. We talked about the girls' side of things, and we look at Columbia City and Homestead and Snyder and Norwell as teams that we look at and say, man, they could make deep runs in the in the, in the the tournament. Then we go over to the boys' side of things, and things are just not as clear-cut in terms of, of, uh, of elite teams in this area this season. Is, is it that simple, saying, okay, the majority of the teams that have an opportunity to make deep runs are going to be on the girls' side? Do you see anybody that could surprise on the boys', boys side? Are we kind of dumbing things down a little bit too, too, uh, down too, too simply with those two sides of things? Because it's tough to look at the boys' side heading into the new year and say, yeah, this team is a team to watch that maybe can make a run past regional, whereas on the girls' side, you have a glutton of squads you can make that case for. Yeah. That's a good question. I think you go down to the smaller schools. I think there's a better opportunity there. I think the first thing that comes to mind in Class 2A is Bishop Lures. And when you watch Bishop Lures play with Homestead, against teams like Homestead, and, you know, Lures is very athletic with the Truesdale, um, um, Truesdale Twins, and you have Kelly, and you have all that, that state championship aspirations, even from the football team with the, and under Coach Coffins, a hard-working, a hard-nosed team, very athletic team. And I think the sectional – kind of favors Bishop Lures right now on paper. If they can get past that sectional, I don't know if it's a team in 2A that really matches Bishop Lures all that great in northern Indiana. And also with 1A, just going back to Canterbury, if Canterbury can ever stay fully healthy and at full strength with the talent they have with Devon Lewis and Tucker Day and Parent, this Canterbury team could easily make a run to state in 1A. If they can do it a year ago with, with the season they had, then Canterbury has all the momentum in the world. So I think while there's so much we don't know in Class 4A and 3A because of how much parity there is, I think you look at 2A and 1A, and I think there's about two or three teams that can make a run. I think even a team like Westview could have maybe a, a run as well in there. But I think in terms of Fort Wayne, I think it's Blackhawk, Christian, and Lures for sure in 2A, and then Adams Central are close third. And then you look at Canterbury in 1A. I think those teams could potentially make a run in the state. All right, Sam, before we let you go, buddy, where can folks find your work on the interwebs? All right, so on Etz, um, my handle is at SamTheManFrick. Uh, my blog is around the northeast corner. Um, we have a um, Twitter account on there. We also have a Facebook page called Around the Northeast Corner. I post Game of the Week previews. I post basketball content. I have podcasts I do on Twitter each week, you know, talking to random basketball coaches and players alike. And, you know, trying to do different things to provide some content towards the last half of the season. And so we're looking forward to January of 2024 and what, what's in store for high school basketball in the 260. One of the best around. Super Sam, appreciate it, buddy. We'll take, uh, take good care of you, and we'll see you uh, a little bit later. We'll bring you on back. A capable backup to Mr. Dan Vance. Thanks for having me, Justin. That was Sam Frick. Uh, he does some work outside the huddle.net, as he mentioned, has his own blog, has his own website, does plenty of stuff on, on Twitter and Facebook. So check out Super Sam uh, around the Internet as he does a great, great job in this area. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the SAC girls and boys landscape right now. Also, maybe some players to watch in the area. The next crop of studs in the area both on the girls and boys side eric thornton norwell knights will also join us over the course of this hour you are listening to the high school coaches show presented by hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 the fan and 100.9 fm mirror mirror on the wall who's the best glass company of them all i'm the magic mirror and the answer to your question is a simple one you see when it comes to specialty glass call city glass specialty 
the area's choice for custom glass, including shower doors, mirrors, and custom framing since 1944. So, Magic Mirror, how do I reach them? Visit cityglassspecialty.com or call 260-744-3301 today. The Magic Mirror is right. City Glass is the best glass company of them all. If you're looking for a new shower or tub enclosure, City Glass has framed or frameless to offer the ideal solution for your remodeling project. You can choose from a wide variety of glass designs with matching hardware, and they can custom create a mirror to complete the unique look of your interior design. Located on Calhoun Street, three blocks south of the Oyster Bar, City Glass Specialty specializes in matching products to your bathroom remodel vision. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple, heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD, and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help heal veterans together with you has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Over the years, you've brought them into your home. You were prescribed opioids after the C-section. When dad injured his back, when your basketball star tore his ACL, opioids helped with the pain, and you held on to them 
just in case. But did you know holding on to unused opioids puts your family at risk? Opioids are powerful, pain-reducing prescription medicines. But most people who are prescribed opioids don't finish their prescriptions. So millions of unused opioids are sitting in homes across the country. And tragically, more than 100 Americans die every day from overdoses involving opioids. What can you do to protect your family? Remove the risk of unused opioids from your home. Pills, patches, or syrups in drawers, purses, and cabinets. Anywhere they might be hiding. To find out how to dispose of them properly, visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Welcome back to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. I'm Justin Kenny. Coming up tomorrow night, it will be boys' SAC basketball, a key SAC showdown. Northside Legends and the Wayne Generals. The Wayne Generals entering the season as the proverbial favorite in the league Northside with a senior heavy lineup trying to challenge the Wayne generals atop the league. That is one of the games that will go a long way towards deciding the conference championship as the Wayne generals seven and two and two and O in the league Northside nine and three also two and O in the league. We'll meet up tomorrow night covered starting around seven forty or so from Wayne high school. And then following that game, it'll be, or no, excuse me. I'm following, yes, following that game, it'll be the Parkview Sports Medicine uh, postgame show uh, from Pizza Hut, the Waynedale Pizza Hut, I do believe. So you can stop in and see the guys tomorrow and also tune in to hear all of the scores, highlights, interviews, and stats from a busy night of high school basketball coming up tomorrow. We talked about what's going on on the girls' side of things tomorrow night when you look at the area conferences and it's pretty wild with the schedule coming up tomorrow night so in the sac you have northrop and snyder two of the three undefeated teams in the sac meeting tomorrow night six o'clock tip off over at snyder part of the boy the girls boys doubleheader so that is a big game you go over to the northeast eight and the big game tomorrow you could say would probably be Columbia City and Belmont, with Belmont one of the two undefeated teams in the league, the other being Norwell. We'll talk to Coach Eric Thornton a little bit later in the show. That is a big one. Columbia City 14-2, and Belmont 12-3. and So that's a huge game tomorrow night in the NEA. You go over to the ACAC, and it's Bluffton and Jay County. The lone undefeated teams left in the ACAC. A combined 7-0 in the league. Bluffton 13-3 overall. Jay County 14-2 overall. And then you go to the Northeast 8 Conference. And the two teams that are 6-0 in the league, Eastside and Fairfield, they match up at Fairfield tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. So when you're talking huge matchups on the girls' side of things tomorrow night, you have a big showdown in every single one of the area leagues coming up tomorrow night. It's going to be a pivotal Friday night of basketball on the girls' side of things. And our crew will be out covering Northside and Wayne on the boys' side. And then the post-game show following that game from the Wayne Dale Pizza Hut. Drop in 
if you can, or tune in at the very least here on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Some of the bigger players in the area in terms of underclassmen have kind of broken out on both boys and girls side of things. I think when you look at locally in the in the SAC, Dollaray Reese of Northrop, a sophomore, um, very impressive player. And, and when you talk about the Northrop Bruins, it's a team that's struggling at 0-8. Shane Merriman, uh, formerly Huntington University player, uh, was a coach at, uh, at Carroll, an assistant. It's going to be a long year for Northrop, but there is some promising players on the roster, Don LaRay Reese being one of them. He is a player to watch. If you're going out to see Northrop and Snyder boys tomorrow night, he'll be a player to watch. Also another player locally in terms of underclassmen, Max Goheen, Northside freshman. Northside's interesting because they start most nights on all senior lineup, but then like the first three guys off the bench are all freshmen. So they go senior dominated and they go jump right down into freshmen that are coming up. And it's interesting because Max Goheen has been a, 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 a very much a big part of what Northside has been able to do so far this season at the guard spot. Has really good court vision, is a really good um, on-ball guard. And Northside really hasn't, in recent years, um, had a lot of freshmen immediately contribute. And this was pointed out on Outside the Huddle, and, 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 and you go through the line of uh, recently – Players like Ashante Jones and Justin Jordan and Keon Brooks Jr. and Bronte Johnson. None of them have had, had the impact that Max Goheen has had as a freshman at Northside. It's pretty impressive. So he is going to be a guy to watch. He could be pivotal tomorrow night coming up uh, with the Wayne Generals and Northside Legends. But you're taking a look at the SAC in more detail right now as we stand and as we talked to, to, to Sam Frick about the SAC, only played about two games in the league so far. But where do we stand in the SAC? And not just in the league, too, but outside the league. And I think this is a greater conversation about the SAC to be had. Because there's no, one, there's no dominant team in the SAC yet. Could that be Wayne? Could they go 9-0 and in the league? Maybe. Uh, Bishop Lures upstart. They're sitting at eight and one. Could they be a team? Their only loss, a two-point loss to Northridge, a team that's ten and one. Could 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 Lures be that team with the Truesdale boys coming in and being huge difference makers, transferring from Carroll? Could Northside be that team? But you look elsewhere in the league, and you have let's see, three, four, five. You have seven teams in the SAC right now at five hundred. Or worse, overall, the only three teams that are over 500 right now are Bishop Lewis, Wayne, and Northside, who just so happen to be the three teams that are undefeated in the conference, all three 2-0, and entering tomorrow. But is there a conversation to be had that the SAC 
is having one of the biggest down years in recent memory. Is it too soon to discuss that in early January? But I think you look at Northrop who's winless. You have Bishop DeWanger that always seems to find itself after the new year. Matt Kostoff does a tremendous job. Um, it's always tough early with, with a lot of guys playing football and all that stuff. Although DeWanger had a lot of guys that didn't play football for the, for the basketball team. But they're struggling. You look at Southside 4-6. and six, You look at Snyder 5-6. and six, And they've recently lost uh, to teams like uh, Huntington North and New Haven since Christmas. Which is both surprising. Two teams that are bringing up the rear of the NE8 right now. Homestead at four and seven, of course. The, you know the the uh, with Will Jamison and his um his his off the court injury, and and I'm glad to see him on the men. But it was a Homestead team that went zero and four over the Christmas break in the tournaments that it was in, losing all four games of the Homestead tournament. Conversely, Carroll at four and seven, they lost three of their four games at the Homestead tournament. You look at Concordia. The only other team, the only team that's 500 right now in the SAC overall, talking about overall record, four and four. But so they lost a couple games at the Delta tournament over the holiday break. It's just, it's, and we mentioned it with Super Sam, you go through the girls' side of things and you can pick three, four, maybe even five teams that can say, hey, maybe they could get to a semi-state. Maybe if everything goes right, could one of our teams get to a state championship game? But on the boys' side, whew, especially the upper classes, I mean, you look at 4A and you're running into a regional of death and you're going to have to face Flory Badunga and Kokomo at the very least in the regional. So that goes for Wayne and, and Northside. And and you look at Wayne and, you know, they should be the favorite uh, at the Homestead sectional. You look at Northside, I guess you could say they'll right now the proverbial favorite in the East Noble sectional. But, man, after that, getting into regional, any, anything goes. And it's going to be tough. It's going to be uphill battle. But when you talk about the SAC in particular, when you look at inside the city, is does anybody remember as weak of an SAC as we have right now? And granted, we're only, what, Shoot, six weeks, seven weeks into the court, into the regular season. We have two months, almost two months left. But still, the SAC right now, 36 and 36 outside of the conference. They are 500 in playing at teams outside the league. When you look at Northside, losing to Fairfield, their first loss of the season to Fairfield. That's a five and three Fairfield team. I mean, Derek Heinen's coaching that team, and it feels like Derek Heinen just graduated last year. But he's in his third season. At Fairfield. You know, Northside falls to Fairfield. Then they end up falling to Heritage Christian and Northwood at uh, the wedding tournament down in Richmond. You say, well, just how good is, is, is Northside? It's not up with the Kokomos in the area, let alone the top teams in the entire state. When you talk about 4A, you talk about Fishers and Lawrence North and Westfield and Noblesville, Ben Davis. I mean, where's the strength in the area in terms of of boys' basketball? I think it's a great question, and maybe some teams emerge. I think a big one tomorrow will be be Northside and and Wayne to see if one of those teams, one of those teams will go 3-0 in the league and maybe set the stage for a run to a conference tournament championship. But 
I don't know. It is just astounding as we sit here today, January 4th, that seven of the 10 teams in the SAC are at 500 or worse overall. I don't remember the last time that has been a thing. The only three teams above 500, Bishop Lures, Wayne, and Northside. Lures at 8-1, and one, Wayne at 7-2, and two, Northside at 9-3. and three. We'll have some big games coming up tomorrow in the SAC. Headlined by Northside and Wayne. You can hear that game here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Coverage starting about 7.30, 7.40 or so. Kind of depends on the girls' game prior. Elsewhere in the SAC coming up tomorrow night, Carroll and Bishop DeWenger, Concordia and Bishop Lures, Northrop and Snyder, Homestead at Southside. We're going to take a break, come back. We'll talk to Eric Thornton, head girls basketball coach, of the Norwell Knights. We'll talk about his team's holiday break, how that went, and what's coming up for the Knights as well. You're listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Suckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain, you have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 260-333-9383. That's 260-333-9383. 260-333-9383. Donors choose. Support a classroom. Build a future. Did you know that every year, public school teachers spend nearly $500 of their own money for student supplies? Let's do the math. That comes out to over $1.2 billion a year. And that's just not right. At Donors Choose, we want students and teachers to have the tools they need for a great education. And now, more than ever, they need your help. Here's what you can do. Go to DonorsChoose.org and choose from teachers' requests that support reading, math, science, history, and more. Once a request is funded, we'll take care of shipping everything directly to the teacher. It's that easy. You'll receive thank you letters and photos from students and teachers and a report of how every dollar was spent. Teachers' needs have never been greater. Learn more at DonorsChoose.org. Donors Choose. Support a classroom. Build a future. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. I came out in the 11th grade. Nobody was embracing you. The kids were cruel. It was very difficult to be gay. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. The hard part was determining that I was going to do it, but I definitely didn't do it alone. At age 30, with the help of her mentor, Carissa finished her high school diploma. I have a mentor, Maria. She convinced me to continue my education and to finish what I started to get my diploma. She just never judges. She's a true role model. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. 
If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection, as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 52. 886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle by providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org, healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org, sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. This is the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, to the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. Justin Kenny talking area high school basketball for the first time here in 2024. And plenty to recap, and not only over the holidays, but also to look ahead and We'll talk some Norwell basketball, doing both with our next guest, Coach Eric Thornton of the Norwell Knights. Evening, Coach. How you doing, Justin? We're doing well. How about yourself? Doing good. Good. And it was, uh, you guys had a, a tournament you took part in down in Noblesville over the holidays, but other than that, like, largely quiet for you guys. But uh, in terms of what you learned about your team, going one and one down there at Noblesville, playing Snyder and then knocking off a solid Valpo team, uh, did you find anything new out about your team? Do you feel comfortable where you're at? How does Coach Thornton think going into uh, the new year? Yeah, I, I think I think you're always looking to stretch yourself uh, in those those holiday uh, tournaments or shootouts, and, and that's what we were looking for. Um, you know, when Noblesville invited us, we we jumped on it, and uh, you know, and then you find out you're playing Snyder in the opening game, and you're thinking, man, I, <laughs> I don't know if this was a great idea or not. But no, it, it was. It was what we needed. Uh, we saw some fantastic um, uh, teams uh, in both Snyder and, and Valpo, uh, some Division One players. Uh, again, it, it really pushes you. It makes your kids have to, to work. Um, and, uh, you know, you can you can pick up a couple easy wins at a different uh, – if, if you're looking for something different. Not, not, not what we're looking for with this group. And, you know, it, it, just, uh, it just magnifies, again, uh, some things that you need to work on uh, coming down the stretch. When you look at, at what that did, not just that Snyder game, but also playing Lawrence North uh, the day before Christmas Eve, another really good team. Um, I, I imagine after the long winning streak you had in a way, and you've been around uh, a little while, sometimes that can be the best thing for a team heading into the final par portion of the regular season is playing some of those teams that definitely are going to challenge you in different ways. Yeah, we needed it. Uh, we, we were... Um... We were disappointed after the Lawrence North game. We felt like um, we should have won that game. Uh, you know, we had too many turnovers. We shot poorly from the foul line, and we lose by two to uh, one of the top teams in the state. So, you know, it was great. Um, you know, we, we wanted to schedule as hard as we could. 
Um, and we've had some, we started off um, with a brutal schedule, and we knew that uh, Columbia City was an, an elite team, um, as they've shown. And then, you know, you ramp it up again at, at uh, the holiday time. It was just a perfect time for us to get into that stretch. You know, we took a few losses. Um, Snyder really, uh, really played uh, well against us. And, you know, we were never really in that game. But uh, outside of that game, our kids have done a great job of handling the schedule. Uh, nice bounce back win against uh, a Valpo team um, that took Noblesville right down to the wire in the morning game. So I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't be more pleased with our kids on how they've handled it. Um, they're competitive. They want to win. Uh, there's no, no moral victories um, in any of those um, losses that we have. They, they want to win, and, and that's, that's how they need to be. Coach, at this point of the season, we talk so much about the NCAA tournament, how important guard play is when it counts. I mean, does that, is that almost the same thing in terms of, of, of the, the tournament in, in girls basketball at the high school level? Because, you know, you have Kennedy and you have McKenzie in terms of, of two girls that can really important is that guard play down the stretch and into the playoffs? Well, it, it means it means a lot, I know, to us. And, and you know, when we play against teams with really good guards, um, you know, it's tough. Uh, um, you know, you can uh, you can do a lot of things with good guards. Our, our guards have been able to handle it well. They've, they've shot it well. And I think the best thing about McKenzie and Kennedy is um, they're happy for each other. You know, you, that, that doesn't always happen um, when you have two scores like that. And, you know, they play well together. Um, they, they're they're – uh, more than happy to give, give it up for a better shot um, to any of their teammates, but, 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 you know, with those two as well. So uh, that we're fortunate to have that, um, the, that, that uh, being great teammates and being hard workers and, you know, either one of them can, uh, can go off at any time. You know, we've, we've got some other guards too. And Annabelle Johnson that is more of a set the table type of player. She's key for us. And then you throw in sophomore Vanessa Rossworm, who's, um, you know, been that uh, one or two kid at different times this year for us as well. So we're fortunate to have uh, those four guards and, uh, and some, some good bench play too. So, you know, for us, we feel like we can be in any game with uh, the good guard play that we have. Coach Eric Thornton, Norwell Knights, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show presented by Hoopy Fieldhouse. And, Coach, all of a sudden you only have five games left in the regular season and four of them are in the NE8. And that's kind of similar to what we've seen out of you guys' schedule in recent years in terms of, of, of the games in January predominantly being league games. Is that by design? Do you, do you like, you know, this final week, month of the season being like this? Is it, is it not by design? Take us through that process. Yeah, I like it because, you know, we're trying to win a conference championship, and we've got uh, those meaningful games down the stretch. Um, you know, for us to be able to, to, to go on the road tomorrow night to a 10-5 and five solid Leo team, um, you know, you follow it up with uh, Dwenger in between uh, Leo, and then obviously you've got Belmont sitting on the other side of that who's, who's playing really well too. So, you know, for us, um, having meaningful games, um, but I also like uh, the last two weeks where we only play one game um, each of those weeks where we can uh, get some good short practice time, work on some things, get our kids home. Um, but, you know, we, we know we, we've got a conference championship that is uh, within reach, um, and we need to win every one of these conference games down the stretch. So I, I really like how it's set up for us. And, Coach, it's a, it's a very uh, upperclassman-dominated roster for you guys. Um, 
How has that helped over the course of this season? I imagine you know, you treat coaching teams differently, but when you have a lot of upperclassmen, you know, a lot of things can be either, okay, they, they know what to expect at this point or know how to react and all that stuff. I can imagine a lot of things are expected in that respect with this uh, very, very experienced lineup. Yeah, um, you know, when you return everybody like we have, um, it's a unique situation, at least it is for us. Um, this group has been, uh, they've been winners all the way through. Um, and you start talking about, you know, some, some hopes and dreams um, that, that you have and that they can do it. And, you know, even in this stretch here, even with that leadership that we have and, the, uh, you know, all that experience, you still have to remind them, you know, when they're going through the stretch that we just did with those, um, you know, those games that we just played over Christmas. And then even with Carol, you have to remind them, you guys are a really good team, you know, and uh, not a lot of teams are doing what we're doing with trying to take on the competition that we are. We certainly haven't shied away from it. And we feel like we owe it to these kids, you know, uh, at the end of their careers uh, to push them as hard as we can um, to go try to play the best that we can. And then just to try to make a run because we really believe in these kids that they can win a state championship. You know, just because we play a tough schedule doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. Um, but we're really putting it out there and just saying, let's let's go play the best we can play. We may not see these types of teams in the tournament, um, but this is this is what we need to do. Uh, and they've embraced that. Um, but but I still have to remind them, you know, even through some of those losses, you guys are a good team. So just uh, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing. Uh, keep leading this group. Uh, let's continue to have fun together. You know, Coach, what's interesting for you guys is playing in that sectional where it's just you and Belmont and then a bunch of teams down from more central Indiana. And I know you've played Oak Hill and Mississippi in the past in the regular season, adding them. You played Oak Hill earlier this year. But I, I guess my question is, does that change preparation any in terms of the sectional? I know, you know, you want the girls to focus on January, but in terms of, you know, in years past, you were seeing the majority of the teams you would play uh, during the regular season going into the sectional. Now that's not necessarily the case. So does it change how you approach sectional time? You know, for us, it's just trying to get some film on some of those teams ahead of time. So, you know, is there anything that we haven't worked on that we need to work on? You just don't see them. You don't play them. Um, there's not a lot of common opponents with some of those teams that are, like you said, they're, they're well out of our, um, you know, our, our area, even though it's uh, a sectional field. So, you know, um, you know, as you look ahead, you take a peek at, at what they're doing and what their style is. Um, it's different. It's way different. Um, some of the sectionals around here are teams that play each other often, state conference. Um, you know, they're on their non-conference schedule. Um, this is uh, this is different. Um, so when you look at your Perus and McConaughey's and even your Mississinawas and your, you know, especially Northwestern, I mean, we're getting way out there. Yeah. Uh, and it is different. So you try to take a peek. Um, you, you don't know that you're going to play them, but uh, you try to find out what their styles are and, and make sure you're working on the things you need to be working on. All right, Coach, you mentioned, you know, starting with Leo tomorrow night, you know, a key stretch with four of your final five games uh, of conference foes. What do you want to see over your girls over the over this month to not only close out a potential conference championship, but also be where you want them to be entering the playoffs? Well, I think we've said uh, this many, many times throughout the season, show up. You know, uh, we, we've got to get off to good starts. In, in, in uh, the vast majority of our games, um, our kids have been ready to play against some of the best teams on our schedule. We've gotten on to, to really good starts, and we need to continue to do that down the stretch. 
and, and you know, I think the other thing for us is just to, to continue to not take things for granted. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're uh, we push them as hard as we can push them. Um, we've uh, we, we really believe in them. And you know, for us, I want our kids to enjoy um, you know however much time we have left together. You know, time is fleeting. Uh, this is a it's a great time in their lives, and um, you know, it's a very close knit group. So. I'm just rooting for them, and and, uh, and the last thing I would say about that question is, you know, I just remind them that this is their team. You know, it's not my team. Uh, it is this is their team, and so, um, you know, you got to go, you got to go get it. Um, and I want them to play with a lot of freedom and a lot of trust in each other. Um, let's 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 be aggressive and, and let's 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 go for it. Uh, that that's that's been our message to this group. And so far, it's worked out. Norwell 13-4 and four, heading into a road game at Leo tomorrow night. Coach, I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot. Good luck uh, tomorrow against the Lions. Justin, thanks a lot. That was Eric Thornton, head coach of the Norwell Knights. One of the best guys, one of the best coaches, too, in the area as well. Coach Thornton, 27 years in Ossian at Norwell and has won a, a plethora, plethora of uh of games and championships and conference championships and sectionals and regionals over the course of the years and close to three decades with the Knights and uh, looking to compete for an NE8 championship as Belmont and Norwell, the two teams sitting at 3-0 and in the NE8. A week from Saturday, we'll see Belmont come calling to Norwell in what will have huge NE8 ramifications if both can stay undefeated until that matchup we'll take a break come back we'll wrap up the show here the first coaches show of 2024 after this this is justin kenny you're listening to 1380 the fan 100.9 fm more than 80 million americans depend on am radio for their news traffic weather sports and a community connection it's the backbone of the emergency alert system keeping us safe in dangerous times it's critical that we keep am radio in cars because when cell and internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Tuning into the baseball game, monitoring the incoming storm, catching your favorite talk show. These are just a few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month. And did you know AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times? It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. AM radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Follow us on Twitter now at 1380 The Fan. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us everywhere and listen live at 1380TheFan.com. Fort Wayne Sports Station. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care. For life-saving medical care. For a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. 
And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. What if you went to your secret hiding place and found just a phone number, 1-800-662-HELP? Before drugs take their toll on you and your family, make the call. For help with drug use, call 1-800-662-HELP for free and confidential information and treatment referral. Or go to samhsa.gov slash know the risks. You are listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaches Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everybody, for the final time here to the Coaches Show. My name is Justin Kenny. Coming up tomorrow night, right after the... Sports rush from 4 to 6 and a bit of a break, and then we'll come back with boys basketball from Wayne High School off Winchester Road. It'll be the Northside Legends and the Wayne Generals, a battle of undefeated SAC teams, at least in conference play, as the Generals and Legends will battle. A, a, a very interesting matchup. You look at, at Wayne, they, they seem to be a team that is laden with upperclassmen, Yet they only have one senior uh, that plays a big role on that team. Everybody else being juniors. So the the everybody wants to look at Wayne Generals and saying, okay, you know, th- th- this is it for Wayne. But I mean, next year could very well be the year. That said, they'll have to replace at the end of this season, Javon Lewis or Javon Lewis, excuse me, who is their leading scorer and their lone senior. But when you look at at Chase Barnes and and H.J. Dillard and uh, Kalen Williams-Thomas, uh, all juniors. And they're going to be really good even next year. Meanwhile, Northside, it's a bit of, of old and young for, for the Legends as they have a very, very solid senior class, and then it drops down to several freshmen that are playing pivotal roles for the Legends. So that game will be brought to you here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM, tomorrow night around 7.40 or so. The broadcast will start after the conclusion of the Northside Wayne girls basketball game that will start at 6 o'clock. So if you're looking for a game to go to in the area tomorrow night, Northside and Wayne is it. Plenty of big girls games coming up tomorrow night, including Northrop and Snyder. That game will tip off at 6 o'clock out at Snyder, so that will be a big one to try to decide a lot of what's going to go down in the SAC. But thank you to Coach uh, Eric Thornton of the Norwell Knights for joining us. Thanks to Super Sam, Sam Frick, kicking off the show, kind of putting a wrap on the holiday season and the holiday basketball we saw throughout the area. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday, 6 o'clock, talking more basketball here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Text AM to 52886 today.
For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Thanks for listening to the Hoopy Fieldhouse High School Coaching Show on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. 1380 AM, 100.9 FM, The Fan, WKJG, Fort Wayne, Indiana, home. Podcasts by Federated Media.